Good morning, everybody. Are Good we morning. checked? Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Welcome to worship this morning. Uh, would you stand and sing with us, please? One, two, three, four. The day is brighter here with you. The night is lighter than its hue Which leads me to believe Which leads me to believe You make everything glorious You make everything glorious Yeah, you make everything glorious And I am yours leads me to believe there's light enough to see oh that you make everything glorious you make everything glorious yeah you make everything glorious and i am yours from glory to glory, you are glorious, you are glorious, from glory to glory, you are glorious, you are glorious, which leads me to believe why I can't believe, you make everything glorious, you make everything Please continue to make reservations for in-sanctuary seating and encourage those who are not ready to sit inside to join us in our beautiful yard for worship. If you have never taken safe sanctuary training or need to be recertified, you can do it all online. And if you have ever benefited from someone giving of their time to teach you when you were a child, consider making that gift to the younger generations among us. You can teach them lessons of love that will remain long after you're gone. 
We have begun our sign-up for folks to work in the pumpkin patch. Please check your schedule and sign up to work as much as you can. We'll have a work day here at the church next Saturday, beginning at 9 a.m. Bring your gloves and some energy. Our scripture reading this morning is from Exodus, chapter 14, verses 19 through 31. Then the angel of God, who had been traveling in front of Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to the one side and light to the other side, so neither went near the other all night long. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided. And the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. The Egyptians pursued them, and all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. During the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion. He made the wheels of their chariots come off so that they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and at daybreak the sea went back to its place. The Egyptians were fleeing toward it, and the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back and covered the chariots and horsemen, the entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea. Not one of them survived. But the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. That day the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. And when the Israelites saw the great power the Lord displayed against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and put their trust in him and in Moses, his servant. Would you pray with me, please? Loving God, you are so good to us. Thank you. We gather in this place today to sing your praises and hear your word. We ask that you send your Holy Spirit to lead us. Teach us to always forgive as you forgive. Show us how to love as you love. Remind us that we all sin and fall short of your glory. Let us forget about ourselves and concentrate on you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Everybody outside, I was I was just thinking, uh, if y'all have prayer requests, come to the door. We'll give you a microphone, and that way y'all can. Uh, I've been thinking about that. Try and make it as inclusive as possible for everybody. I'll start our rainbows and rattlesnakes this morning 
with the rainbow that it is to see everybody. Praise the Lord. And also the rainbow that this week we actually got some rain, right? So uh, I don't know about everybody else, but our rain gauge at one point went to two inches. So hallelujah. That's a good thing. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for all that you bless us with. We thank you for our lives and our health, our community, our friends. Lord, we lift up those who need healing in their minds, their bodies, or their souls. We lift up those who have recently lost loved ones. Lord, we lift up those anywhere who are in a situation of conflict. We pray for peace and harmony. We lift up the leaders of this country and all the countries of the world that they would seek and do your will, that there would be peace on earth, and that we would realize that you have provided abundantly for all of us. It's only our short-sightedness and selfishness that continues to leave some in poverty. Lord, I ask that you would guide us all with your Holy Spirit Open our eyes, our ears, and our understanding as your word is proclaimed this morning. Teach each of us to be better followers of your Son who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, we are talking about forgiveness today. Dallas Willard says that forgiveness is giving up your claim on retaliation or retribution from somebody. Just letting it go, letting it go. Dallas also reminds us that forgiveness is not approval Just because we forgive someone doesn't mean we approve of their actions. And I think that's a very, very important point for all of us. And also, we need to remember, I believe, that forgiveness lies at the heart of our faith. At the heart of our faith. So... That's what we're going to talk about. But when I was thinking about forgiveness, I remember this story. I remember a story that goes along, that that I think goes along pretty well. It's pretty apropos for today's scripture reading. There was a farmer back in the 19th century out west, and he went into town one day to to the train station 
to pick up his bride who was coming from the east, and uh, they had been separated for a long, long time. And he, he picks her up there at the train station, and they get in the buggy to head out to the farm, and there are two pretty, pretty aged horses that are driving the buggy, and they get almost to the edge of town, and one of the horses just stops, just stands there. And the guy says, come on, come on, let's go. And the, and the horse doesn't. And uh, he, gets, he gets off the buggy and he goes down there and gets by the horse's ear and he says, that's once. And he gets back in the buggy and pops the, cracks the whip and uh, the horses take off. And they get about a quarter of a mile or so down the road, and there's a bridge there. And when they get to the bridge, the same horse doesn't want to cross the bridge. And, of course, he stops, and when he stops, the other horse stops, you know. And the guy pops him with the whip, and he doesn't do anything. And this time he doesn't get down, but he just yells. He says, that's twice. And the horse goes on and gallops down the road a ways. And they get almost to the gate of the farm, and the horse stops yet a third time. The guy gets down off the buggy, walks up to the horse, and he says, that's three times. He pulls out his revolver and shoots the horse in the head. He undoes the horse from the harness there and lets the other horse pull the buggy on in. His wife goes, that's the most horrible thing I have ever seen. I can't believe you're so cruel. He looked at her and he said, that's once. (laughs) Our scripture reading this morning comes from the 20th chapter, uh, or the 18th chapter, excuse me, of Matthew, starting at verse 21. Consider the word of the Lord. Then Peter came to him and said, Look, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, Not seven times, but I tell you, seventy-seven times times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him, and he could not pay. His Lord ordered him to be sold together with his wife and children and all his possessions and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him saying, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of the slave released him and forgave him the debt. But that same slave 
as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii, and seizing him by the throat, said, Pay what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he would pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then the Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave, I gave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. The word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Please be in prayer with me and for me. Gracious and loving God, God whose mercy and compassion forgives all of us and enables us to forgive. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our salvation. So, you know, it looks like, and, and it sort of looks like there when, when, when Peter says, well, how many times should I forgive somebody? Seven times? See, we've, we've read this a lot and we think about it. Peter's really trying to improve himself by saying seven times. Typically, and many rabbis, even in Jesus' time, would teach that it was gracious if you forgave somebody three times, right? But Peter says, you know what? He's just heard this thing about reconciling a brother or a sister in the congregation that Jesus told him that was just prior to this in, in uh, Matthew chapter 18 there. He says, how about if I did it seven times? And Jesus says, what? He says, not seven times, but 77 or 77s. It can be read either way. Now, for a long time, for a long time, I thought that, and, and maybe so, maybe so still. This is, this is me and, and, and prayer and meditation on this particular scripture. For a long time, I thought Jesus was saying, you know, if you just keep doing it, it'll become a habit. But on reflection, I'm not sure at all that's what Jesus was saying to Peter. He might have been. But let me throw this out there for y'all's consideration. If you look back in Genesis chapter 4, if you look back in Genesis chapter 4, and again, the best way to interpret Scripture is to let Scripture interpret Scripture. And Jesus knew that Peter knew his Scriptures. In Genesis chapter 4, if you look at verse 23, it says, 
Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice, you wives of Lamech. Listen to what I say. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for striking me. If Cain is avenged sevenfold, truly Lamech, seventy-sevenfold. See, Jesus knew very well, obviously, Jesus knew that retribution, revenge, retaliation, whatever moniker you want to stick on it, leads to violence. And God abhors violence. In fact, we read on a few chapters, right? And it says God flooded the world. Why? Because of violence. Violence had gone throughout the world. So, and, and, and this says Lamech was just wounded. This person he killed hadn't even killed anybody, you know. I don't know what he did, but he wounded him. And because he wounded him, he killed him. And so, when we are left to our own devices, you see what happens. And we can, I mean, I don't have to, I don't have to tell anybody. We can look around us in our society today, right? We have a bunch of people who say they are speaking for justice, and it sounds to me like they want revenge. And and some of their actions look revengeful as well. I think Jesus was telling Peter here, he says, Peter, you don't want to go down that road. You don't want to keep score with people. You don't want to think about revenge or getting even at all. And he goes on to say, he says, what? The kingdom of heaven, right? This is what Jesus came teaching about. He came teaching about the kingdom of heaven. And here again, as y'all have heard me say, he says the kingdom of heaven is kind of like this, right? He says there was this king, and he had a servant. Now, this servant was like, what's a good analogy? This servant would be somebody, for example, that is more like a governor of a large area or a big business enterprise, okay? It's not just a common, I guess that's a bad way to put it, but it's not just a slave that would be around the house doing menial tasks or something. The, the, the term slave is used for anybody who's a servant, and, and some servants have very high positions. I mean, we can, we can think of Joseph, right? We can think of Joseph being Pharaoh's slave or servant in, in the same sort of manner. But anyway, this guy was pretty shrewd, and he had embezzled a bunch of money. Now, this is, this is classic Jesus here, right? He says, 10,000 talents. Y'all know how much 10,000 talents is? A talent is about 130 pounds, okay? And this would have been silver they were talking about. So a talent was approximately 5,475 denarii. A denarii is a day's wage, okay? So, in other words, a talent 
was about 15 years worth of wages. That's one. This guy, this, he says he owed him 10000 okay? Jesus is making a point. He's using hyperbole. He's blowing it way out of the water to get Peter's attention and the other disciples there that are listening to him, okay? Ten, he, nobody owes anybody 10,000 talents. Moreover, when the, the servant begged for mercy and said, I'll pay you back, what a joke, Right? Nobody's going to pay that back. Nobody, there's, there's no way anybody is ever going to pay that back. And Jesus said what? He forgave him. The kingdom of heaven is like this, right? The king, of course, represents God. And one of the things we see about forgiveness here is that it's one, it's extravagant, right? Right? Forgiveness is extravagant. God's forgiveness for all of us is extravagant, right? How would you feel? How would you feel? Let's turn the tables. Let's, or, or, or Jesus might have said to Peter, but he didn't. What if you just got forgiven seven times, right? You know, a lot of people say our God is a God of second chances. That's a bunch of bunk. You know, our God is a God of chances over and over and over and over again. You know, way, way more than a second chance. Okay, here it's 10,000 talents worth of forgiveness or do-overs or however you want to look at it. And it's also, not only is it extravagant, it's precious. It's precious like silver, right? It's precious like silver. But what does, this, what does this guy do? He leaves, happy that he's been forgiven, and bumps into somebody who owes him a hundred denarii, okay? Again, nothing to trifle at. That's, you know, that's a, 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 about a third of a year's wage or whatever. It's a reasonable sum of money. But he's just been forgiven 10,000 talents, $54,750,000 denarii. It's what he's just been forgiven, and he's upset about a hundred, right? Wow. And that's what Jesus is telling him there, right? He's telling him there. You know, I'm blessed. And of course, he throws him into prison. And, but see, that's what we do. That's Jesus' point as well. We throw ourselves in prison when we don't forgive other people. We lock ourselves up. You know, if I'm holding somebody in unforgiveness, even if they know it and I'm not around them, it's not affecting them, right? They don't know anything about it. I see this so, I've seen this so well illustrated so many times. You see, forgiveness is about life. Forgiveness is about healing. Forgiveness is about wholeness. That's, that's, that, that all has to do with salvation. That's why we are, when we are forgiven, when we realize that, we call that justification, which is the first point toward full salvation. That's what forgiveness is about. We don't have time this morning, but, I, I, but sometime ask me. I'll be glad to talk to you all at length about some of the guys I've seen in prison 
when we do a prison weekend, a Kairos prison weekend, Saturday is all about forgiveness. And I have actually seen people look like they got younger when they finished forgiving everybody and they were healed. And remember, nobody that any of these people forgave on those particular occasions even knew about it. We're talking about people who were locked up in prison. That's why it ends up there saying, you know, if you don't forgive others, then you won't be forgiven. Who's not forgiven yet? Whenever I accuse somebody else, I'm accusing myself. Whenever I hold somebody else in un unforgiveness, it's affecting my health and wholeness. There isn't any unforgiveness in the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is like, Jesus says, like this. And as it tells us in Ephesians 5.1, we should be what? We should be imitators of God as children. Or as Jesus put it, what did he say? He said you can't enter into the kingdom of heaven unless you become like a little child. Hmm. What do the little children do? They imitate their parents. That's one thing they do. As we should all be imitators of God and our ways of, of forgiving others. But they also totally depend upon God. They depend upon their parents, right? And that's where our ability to forgive comes from in the first place. So how often should I forgive somebody? Until I stop saying, how often? Now go in peace. And as you go, forgive freely as you have freely received forgiveness. And do it with the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Amen.